That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. The most lopsided win of the Utah Jazz season. They beat the Golden State Warriors tonight, 129-96 at your Jazz Game Night postgame show. Brought to you by Mark Miller's Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. And Coach, let's get things started with the sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot 53.8% from the field. They were 42.5% from three. Uh, They were led by Donovan Mitchell who had 23 points on 8 of 13 shooting. Rudy Gobert with 22 on 10 of 13 shooting. Rudy also added 15 rebounds, two assists, a steal, and three block shots as Rudy was absolutely terrific tonight. Uh, Bogdanovich with uh, 18 on 6 of 14 shooting. Had two players in double figures coming off the bench with uh, Jordan Clarkson's 10 and George Nihang's 11. Seemed like the Jazz were doing whatever they wanted to offensively tonight, Coach. Yes, they did. They moved the ball beautifully. They cut with velocity. They spaced the floor and then respaced the floor as the ball was moving. Rudy was a dominant force in the paint as far as uh, rim rolling, and that creates so much uh, um, chaos in the lane where the Warriors were not engaged physically, either taking him on or minimum tagging him, meaning uh, inside shoulder. He did nothing of it, and Rudy's able to point-blank finish at the rim. But it all starts with the mentality where they're trying to move the ball to get the best team shot versus their own individual shot. It's amazing. It's a phenomenon. When we don't care who scores, everybody scores. Seemed like Willie Colley-Stein picked up two quick fouls in the first five minutes of the game, Coach, and they were done playing physical with Rudy Gobert after that. Correct. Yeah, he only played 14 minutes. He was passive the rest of the team. They had, they had no, they couldn't match Rudy airborne. And most of all, they weren't really uh, ever in a stance and engaged defensively. The Jazz did anything they wanted to do. Usually speaking, when a team is engaged, there's a level of physicality, and they make it hard for you to either move the ball by jumping in passing lanes, or if you do cut into the into the lane, you're being uh, stood up uh, offensively by the defense being physical with you. Tonight's game, the Warriors said none of the above. The Jazz were able to really uh, basically fr- uh, free flow throughout the whole game. And Jake, I called the Warriors play defense in a tuxedo. All right, let's throw things back to San Francisco where Coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. You guys came out with and put on a dominant show tonight and dominant win. What can be said about the level of focus right from the start from your group? Well, you know, I, I thought we did come out, um, come out focused defensively and um, did some good things on offense. And, you know, that's it's a good way to start a game. What did you see in terms of your spacing that allowed you guys to be so effective tonight on offense? 
Well, just that we're focused on it, and everybody's conscious of not only spacing, but you know, spacing throughout a possession and respacing, um, which is something you know that's gotten gradually better um, throughout the course of the year. It was something we really had to talk a lot about at the beginning of the season, and uh, you know, guys, I, I didn't think we were as ready to shoot early in the game. A lot of shot fakes, um, but as the game progressed, you know, guys are looking for each other. Do you think that part of the progression of the team has been? not playing down to competition and being able to come out and kind of stay up every night? Well, I just think regardless of, you know, whatever competition we've this team's worked. You know, they've worked hard. Um, met some some weaknesses that um, gradually are becoming strengths. Um, there's obviously there's always more to do, um, but I think our focus has been you know been on us and playing the right way and, and defending and you know trying to be consistent with all those things. Have you seen Rudy take leaps with how he's dealing with mismatches, especially when smaller guys are on? Um, I wouldn't. I would be hesitant to talk about mismatches, frankly. Um, I think what has happened is regardless of you know who's defending him, he's he's been maybe the best at spacing. You know, he's he hasn't sealed in the lane for too long. He's gotten flat on the baseline and created space for guys and I think he's catching the ball so consistently even outside his area and, and uh you know, to, to your point, you know, particularly in pick and roll, um, you know, may not be a post up, um, but guys are, you know, they're they're more connected throwing him the ball, and you know he's going and getting it, and it's good to see he's put he's he's one of the guys that's put a lot of work in, you know, and I think as much as anything, um, his footwork when he's catching the ball, he's he's doing some things, keeping his balance and finding people and finishing as a result. You guys had a lot a lot of assists mm-hmm. in that opening quarter to take take a big lead, and yeah. I know it helps when when. Rudy's making baskets, but, yeah. but what does it say about the way you guys make the extra pass or make, you know, take the extra look to, to find the, the right yeah. situation? No, it's something that, you know, I think obviously our team um, values and, you know, those guys sometimes get to a point where you're up against the shot clock because they're making another pass, but, um, you know, it's infectious. I think when guys start doing that, and, you know, the, the shots become easier when you know that, you know, your teammates are endorsing them with an extra pass. Nice to start the two days off with some rest for the starters too in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I think we've you know we've had an opportunity to get guys minutes shaved down as particularly as our bench has um, been playing well for us and um, be good to get you know a real off day tomorrow. There you go. That was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, and you heard him asked about the assists. Usually we do this a little bit uh, later on in the show, but since Coach uh, brought it up, or uh, anyway, that reporter brought it up, let's get to the assist feature proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller Dealerships donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. This is a stat you brought up when we were talking a lot, Coach. The Jazz with 31 assists on 50 made field goals tonight. Joe Ingles had eight. Royce O'Neal had six. Donovan Mitchell with three. Bogdanovich with three. Uh, let's see. George Niang had three coming in off the bench. Moutier, who had kind of a sneaky good game in his nine minutes, had two assists. Jordan Clarkson with three. The Jazz, uh, as you like to say, uh, Coach, sharing is caring. Yes, it is. Sharing and caring. And it all starts with 
with the dribbler has his head up and that Joe Ingles is absolutely sensational of making pass, passes off the dribble to a rolling Rudy or a over-the-top kickout to the corner to Boyan Bondanovich or to George Niango, Donovan Mitchell. So Rudy, so Rudy as he rolls to the basket, Joe's able to find him with, with really a, a high law pass. Rudy's such a, a, a wonderful target to pass the ball to him. It all starts, though, with the, the, the Jazz respect each other. Jake, a lot of times when there's, there's less respect on other teams, they over-dribble and they... They don't move the ball fluently. In jazz basketball, they respect everyone, and that ball's hopping on perimeter, and that's an indication of the assist-to-basket ratio. Uh, uh, a couple things there, Coach. One, you, you talked about Rudy with the with the assists, and Quinn Snyder talked about his hands. And you know, you you were around coming to these games when Rudy was first in the league, and he couldn't, you know, for lack of a better term, he couldn't catch a cold. And now his hands are so assured. You heard Quinn talking about he catches it out away from the basket in his comfort space, and he still handles it confidently. It makes it makes a huge difference. He deserves a ton of credit for the um, how much better he's gotten in that aspect of his game. And his hands are now sure. And the reason why is that he's more balanced. So as you get stronger, Jake, either upper body or lower or lower body, as you roll to the basket, and a lot of times I call it a peak and roll. As you set to your form the screen, you have to peek over either shoulder to see where the location of the help defenders are. So notice Rudy uh, peeking. He catches the ball on the run, and we call it catch and gather. So he catches the ball and then gathers his body to make a play. What's the play? We we don't know. It could be what? A dunk. It could be another interior pass. It could be a kick out to the corner. It could be a catch it, jump stop, and then dribble at somebody as far as a two-man game. But it all starts with balance, and Rudy is catching it with a lot more show hands. The last thing is with Rudy. A lot of times when people rim run and they get bumped, they try to catch the ball with their short arms. Notice Rudy uh, rolling to the basket with his long arms out. So whenever you catch the ball with a long arm, it's, you're, much more, you're much more balanced. You're able to make basketball plays because your arms are, are longer versus what? Tight to your body, shorter. Of course, Rudy being such a long player, that's got to be an advantage for him. Very much, but it, it takes time to to learn that. So you always catch a ball with a long arm versus what? Short hands. You know, I'm, I, I hope Alex Jensen stays with this franchise forever, but he should probably get a head coaching gig on his work with Rudy alone. <laughs> Jake's alluding to right now, Alex Jensen, the, the special head coach of the of the uh, Utah Jazz, former uh, University of Utah, a star player. He was, he's the, basically, he's the main coach that works with Rudy on his footwork, on it gathering himself, on all the, the teaching uh, points you just made a second ago about Rudy's development. And Alex has done a good job, like all the other coaches. In jazz basketball, they have a high level of player development. Also, Tony Bradley yep. he should be in that group, too as far as being able to gather himself. When you're not really a great leaper, you have to have footwork, and that's both Rudy and Tony Bradley. All right, the Jazz win, and when the Jazz win, you win. Homer away, Little Caesars is giving you free pizza. Order one custom round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you'll receive a free, large, extra-most bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code UTAHJAZZ, all one word, valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations, mobile orders only. The Jazz winners tonight, 129. 
99 to 96. We'll take you inside the locker room coming up right around the corner. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Gordy Chiesa with you. The Jazz smashed the Warriors tonight, 129 to 96 in San Francisco. Let's get to your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta, visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Uh, tonight, Coach, points in the paint dominated by the Jazz, 56 to 46 in large part, thanks to Rudy Gobert and uh, his big-time performance tonight with 22 points. Yes, and that's rim rolling to the basket. You set the high screen, you roll to the basket, you gather yourself, and you catch. If the shot was missed, Rudy's on the offensive boards. Also, there's another way you get into the paint, and that's on dribble driving to the basket, and that was Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson. Those guys made a lot of uh, shots as far as mid-middle game, as far as pull-up points in the paint. So it's either direct, either rebounding, cutting, or or hard driving into the uh, high paint area equals the Jazz 56 points, which means that the opposing team had a hard time of ball containment. So when you're driving to the basket and getting uh, pull-up jumpers, that means the defense on ball is not containing you. If you're rim running, that means that the defense is not being physical. And at last point, if your offense is rebounding, there's no physicality as far as you, as far as you driving the rebounder off the offensive glass. And speaking of offensive rebounding, let's let's do uh, tonight's Master of the Glass real quick, and uh, and we'll t- talk about that. Of course, Master of the Glass brought to you by our friends at Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with all proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood house. Tonight's Master of the Glass as usual, Rudy Gobert, 15 rebounds. He did have six offensive rebounds, however. And, Coach, you said the number to keep an eye on for offensive boards tonight, 11. The Jazz came in north of that at 15, thanks in large part to Rudy six. But Tony Bradley added three. Uh, Ed Davis came in, had a couple offensive rebounds, as did uh, Jordan Clarkson. So they were certainly very active. Yeah, active, and it starts with being alert <laughs> and that the, their, their technique. So, uh Tony Braley's more of a carve-out rebounder where he goes hip-to-hip and tries to uh, get his uh, rival player in the lane off-balance. Rudy's a dam- dynamic rim roller. Ed Davis also is a hip-to-hip rebounder. So his technique is absolutely important of how you try to uh, gather space. Rudy right now is the second-best rebounder in the NBA as entering the game. He was averaging 14.5 rebounds per game. He got 15 tonight in uh, 30 minutes. So he was the master of the glass, and it all starts with the attitude. You can never rebound enough in a game if you're a player. Jake, I've never uh, had a player that rebounded too much. 
Yo, will you stop rebounding, will you? Will you stop rebounding? You rebound too much. Jake, I've coached players that shot too much. I've coached players that had too many, way too many turnovers, but I never coached a guy. Will you stop rebounding, will you, please? Never happened, not once. Not once. <laughs> and you coached some great rebounders. Uh, yes, I have. And yeah. but Rudy's Rudy right now, Rudy, will you keep rebounding all the time? I'm going to go the opposite dialogue. Rudy, never stop rebounding. Uh, I don't know if you hit this number, Coach, but uh, the Jazz out rebounded Golden State on the glass, fifty six to four, uh, fifty six to thirty seven, which is which is a pretty remarkable number uh, on the defensive glass alone, forty one to twenty six. So, I mean, that's that's domination. Domination. That means the Jazz what punched the Warriors in the face, and the Warriors did not respond. You could be six seven, six eight, and be a good rebounder. And as far as the NBA, high school basketball, college basketball, you could be six foot two and be a good rebounder. A lot of it's early positioning, leverage, second effort, and most of all, that you're able to go at intensity of getting the ball. And that's both up in the air or win the long rebound chase down on a, on a missed three-point shot. That ball now is a chase down rebound. By the way, how's your foot speed? Can you get it? All right, let's go back to San Francisco where Donovan Mitchell is addressing the media. Um, yeah, I think spacing was kind of a key factor. You know, spacing allows us to move the ball, allows us to be unselfish, um, and we did a good job of that. What's different about the way Rudy's spacing lately? So, question. Um, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of it, you know, is getting getting to the read spot, allowing us to attack. You know, then he has the angles to kind of get the drop offs. You know, allows his role definitely impacts a lot of the spacing because the guys have to come in and help, and then we get out there and, and knock threes down. And you know, it's, it's it's when he gets to his spots. You know, like I said, the read spot, being able to circle behind on, on like I said, if he misses a shot, you know, he's there for the rebound. It really helps us for sure. You guys aren't just winning lately; you're really dominating. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing there? That's the difference. Um, just the throw on the throat mentality. You know. We remember how it was at the beginning of the year, like I've said before. It's just, you know, con- continuing to continue to play, you know, play the full 40 um, and not, or, yeah, 48, excuse me. Um, I think for us, just continue to step on the throat, continue to, to continue to pressure, you know, because there are times here, as you know, we've let teams back in it, you know, we kind of, so for us to be able to, you know, sit a whole fourth quarter, you know, like, you know, I think that's 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 big time because we got a tough stretch coming up and we got to be ready for it. How much are you looking forward to having the break and knowing that you were able to rest a little bit in that fourth? Um, it was good, especially, like I said, with the games coming up. I think it's big time. And like I said, uh, the bench and the guys, everybody came and held it down. They'll continue to, the ball, continue to, to do what they do. And, and I think that's that's the biggest problem. You come the bench, comes in, and continues to, we know we don't, you know, we don't fall for it. You know, we continue, they can propel us and continue to build. And, you know, Ray John Tucker, Juwan, you know, those two specifically, guys you may not see, Ed coming in, like those guys you may not see play as much. They're continuing to learn and build. And totally being aggressive tonight, like, even getting ejected. Like, you know, like, you know, that, I prefer that. I mean, not every game, but like you know, like the, the mentality, the aggression. You know, that's something we haven't seen in the past two years. And you know, he's really coming into his own. I'm, I'm really happy for those guys. I know you guys got a couple days off, and that you know you want to say that every team they've got good players, and every team is hard to get a win. But you've got a rough stretch. Yeah, we got a tough one. We got a tough stretch. But I think for us, I wouldn't say it's rough. Say I think it's more so just a challenge. It's just to us to figure out. You know, you know, we we had a challenge two games ago, or last game, uh, when I think we stepped up to it, but now it's a matter of can we do it on a consistent basis? You know, that's the big question. You know, but at the end of the day, we're going to continue to do what we do, and, you know, we're not going to change how we play because of who we play. We're going to go out there and just guard it the same way, and, and 
and move the ball. Rudy was obviously very good when you first joined the Jazz, but what, I mean, how has he developed even further in these last I think last for him, um, the biggest thing is, you know, obviously we all know defensively, so I won't really speak on that, but offensively, you know, being patient, um, being able to catch the ball. You know, there are times, obviously we all know, there's times where he, you know, in my past few years where he maybe some of the passes he catches this, he doesn't catch. He's put an emphasis into that, you know, being able to get to his, to get to his spots, you know, be able to get to the read spot, being able to allow us to create and the unselfishness. I think that's one thing he's really improved on for sure. We've talked about how you two play together kind of in the pick and roll. Does the spacing help that with the shooting around yeah. you? Kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. huge. I think it allows, you know, especially for me, I think it allows myself to kind of be aggressive, you know, and not have to worry about, you know, guys shifting in certain places. And, and if they do, making the right play, you know, I'm, I'm having no problem making the extra right pass. And I think I don't think he does either, you know, so it makes it really easy. And speaking with a lot of coaches around the league, they say that their criteria when they're picking the all-star reserves has a lot to do with winning. So this close to win, all that's being announced, do you think that gives maybe Rudy a chance to yeah. a better chance? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, for us, just continue to win. And I think that's all we really focus on and continue to go out there and do what we do, for sure. All right, that was Donovan Mitchell right there. And Donovan was his traditional great self tonight. Coach, 23 points on an incredibly efficient 8 of 13 shooting in just 22 minutes. Uh, and it never ceases to amaze. He brings everybody up in his postgame comments, uh, gives everybody credit. Talked about, I think, almost the entire roster right there, including uh, Tony Bradley being more aggressive in the bench unit playing well. But, I mean, Donovan is just consistently amazing. He's the Jazz best player, but also a great spokesperson as a leader. He leads by example, and he pra- when you're a leader, you praise your teammates, and that's what Donovan does. He's a he's a terrific basketball player. He's the he's the by far uh, going to be going to be one of the greatest scorers in, J- in Jazz history, and. Most of all, he has a winning game, but he understands about his teammates and his floor mates. He's both. He's really a terrific floor mate, Jake, and you and I talk about, and he's also a, a, a wonderful teammate off the court by his personality. He's got a winning game, and that's he's a huge part of the Jazz success, and isn't he also this year, Jake? Oh, yeah. I, I, I think so. And you heard uh, Donovan talking about Rudy being an all-star. And we'll see. I understand why a lot of Jazz fans are are skeptical. But I, I think this probably should be the year. And you've, you've talked about that for a few weeks now. Yes. I mean, the Rudy Gobert, winning is absolutely important. And you voted by the, uh, by the coaches. Uh, January 30th is the deadline as far as the coaches, uh, meaning the head coaches in the NBA, they vote for the seven reserves. Generally speaking, most coaches, if things are almost equal as far as statistics, intangibles, they lean towards winning teams with their players. And if that's one of the criteria, whether it's uh, said out loud or just said internally as far as being a coach, then Rudy's absolutely a home run, should be one of the uh, front court reserve players, and Donovan Mitchell should be also contending with Devin Booker and also with uh, possibly Chris Paul and Brandon Ingram. You mentioned uh, Donovan Mitchell and his attitude and being a leader, those sorts of things. I had an interview with uh, Dennis Lindsay yes, yesterday, Tuesday. Two, that was yesterday. Sorry, it all runs together. Sure. Um, and uh, maybe this is just me uh, being an old softy, but uh, Dennis brought up uh, the way Donovan, Donovan was brought up, brought up his parents, talked about how he was raised and uh, raised to be a, a, a leader and person. And, you know, I, I thought that really stood out. Good for Donovan's parents. 
Yes, it is, and that's, that's I hope every parent that their their loved ones, meaning their children, that they they really understand about leadership, and leadership is doing the right thing all the time, not only when you feel like it, when it helps you. And when, when you're really a leader, you make people that are invisible visible. So that's, uh, that's what Dom is talking about, what is the bench players, the guys that are 13, 14, 15. Generally speaking, they're invisible when it's a tight game. But now what Donovan's doing, he's honoring them by as a leader by talking about them, by being an encourager. He's making invisible people, by the way, on our team, meaning the Jazz, they're visible. And that's what makes him such a, a good leader. Oh, by the way, he's averaging 25 points a game, in case you're wondering. All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, the Jazz beat the Warriors 129-96. to Coming up next, we'll have more sound from the locker room for you. We'll also have your three-point takeover. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, the coach, Gordon Chiesa with you as the Jazz win tonight 129 to 96 over the Golden State Warriors. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. And the Utah Jazz now all alone in second place, coach. Half game in front of the Clippers who lost tonight, full game in front of the Denver Nuggets. They're right there in that second place. They're four games behind the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, coach, I know, hasn't been the, the perfect road for the Utah Jazz to get to second place in the West, but this is right where they want to be. Yes, it is. And it all starts with how the Jazz play as a, as a unit. And the Jazz take uh, lesser teams serious. So, for example, the Clippers, who we know have a lot of uh, special talents, they play tonight in Atlanta. The Atlanta Hawks have the worst record in the East, second worst record overall in the NBA. And the Hawks, to their credit now, they beat the the Clippers, who didn't bring their A game. So now the Jazz, who bring their A game to the best of their ability literally all the time. The Jazz are 25-4 and four against teams that are below 500. The only loss they have are to the T-Wolves at home, at Kings, at Pelicans, at Grizzlies. And the point about that is that's how you get to the second-best record in the West, by being serious about the other games. And so let everyone else not be serious and the Jazz just keep being steadfast of their belief. It's not who they're playing against. The Jazz players want to play well as a unit. And, you know, if nothing else, and I know a big topic of conversation is how good are the Jazz really because the schedule has not been uh, particularly difficult over the last month. But you're entirely, you're completely right, Coach. You've got to win those games. And we've seen Jazz teams of the past not always win those games. And if you can consistently do that, I mean, really, the only game they dropped to a team under 500 in this run was uh, to the Pelicans, Pelicans the other night. And that was, I mean, uh, it took a, a career effort from Brandon Ingram to get it done, you know. And that was one heck of a game, by the way. The Jazz didn't play poorly in that game by any means. It just, you know, one of one of those nights certainly for New Orleans. So I guess my point being is you're entirely right, and and the Jazz have made hay on the bottom part of the NBA, but they deserve credit for it because it's not easy to do. It's not. 
in jazz basketball, they take the game serious, seriously, but not themselves. And that's when you're really good as a, as a player and also as an organization where you really want to win, but you're able to understand that off the court, they really share in the camaraderie. But you've got to be serious about winning because if you just try, if you just try to uh, coast during a game, often you lose focus right. and it takes three or four possessions to turn a game around. And I'm sure that was tonight in Atlanta where the Clippers weren't ready to roll and that's how they lost that game. All right, let's throw things back to uh, the Bay Area where uh, Mike Conley is addressing the media. Right now in the domination and the dominating wins, what do you see as the turnaround and the change? Um, I think it's just really you know, the way that our discipline and how we come out you know, to start the games and locked in on our opponents each night. You know, doesn't matter who we play, uh, we come with the same focus and um, you build consistency that way. And right now we're just you know, kind of clicking on all cylinders. You've had a chance to see Rudy um, over the course of this season so far. What have you seen in terms of the way he's developed on offense, the spacing that he's creating and, and the pick and roll action? Well, I think throughout the year he's just he's gotten better and better at, at being able to receive the ball in different positions and not he, beginning of the year, you know, we were throwing lobs to him, but now he's posting up, he's getting, you know, slashing, he's catching up the elbow and making plays for other guys, and um, I mean, he's doing that, and, you know, aside from what he does on the defensive end, it's I mean, he's an all-star, and he's playing like it. You guys, since December 11th, have significantly turned things around. The hottest team in the NBA, number one in so many categories on offense. How do you feel about the way your offense is moving right now? Uh, I mean, it's fun. It's just fun basketball right now. You know, guys are, are really taking to heart, you know, the unselfish play and making, making an extra pass for each other. And, um, it becomes contagious. Fun locker room, you know, fun team to be around, and we're, we're just having a good time. Lastly, you have a day off. <laughs> you get to enjoy a nice day off for well, first time for this group for a while. Yeah, wow. yeah, it'll be good. They, they haven't had one. I've yeah. had a few, but uh, you know, uh, it'll be good for everybody. Just go home and kick their feet up for a day and uh, lock back in for the next opponent. All right, there you go. That was Mike Conley. And tonight, coaches, they, you know, kind of ease Mike Conley back into things. He did play 19 minutes, which is the most yet. He was 4 of 10, 8 points. Uh, he did have an assist, a rebound, a steal. And really, Coach, it's a it's a luxury that the Jazz can work him back into the lineup and can bring him along. And you've, we've talked about it before. NBA shape is different than being in good shape and those sorts of things. It's, you know, with this, the schedule and as well as the team is playing, it's, it's a luxury they don't have to throw him back into the deep end. They're fortunate that way. And with Joe Ingles being there as far as a quasi-point guard at six foot eight, Mike Conley's able to get himself as far as uh, in rhythm with versus the second unit type players. And it helps him. Now, Mike Conley is a starter. So we'll see how that plays out with how it involves uh, Joe Ingles and also with uh, Royce O'Neal. But the fact of the matter is that Mike Conley, come, and go, come as a second unit point guard, he's a stabilizing force. And that he's, he's, he's steadfast as far as ball moving. And he helps very much Jordan Clarkson catch the ball on the second side of the floor in rhythm. And when he does penetrate, he's taking pass off either to the kickout three, to George Niang, or the drop-off pass and short corner spacing to Tony Bradley. He's, he's got a winning game. Mike Conley. Now the question is, can he get himself into uh, basketball intensity uh, mode and be able to take a hit and play the game sometimes off balance and make plays? 
All right, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, in fact, we'll get to the uh, we'll get to the three point takeover coming up uh, in just a moment. But uh, with with Mike's progression, coach, and the schedule getting a little bit harder, you know, do you anticipate? We talked during the pregame about him moving into the starting lineup eventually, and I certainly uh, I, I think that's going to eventually happen. But how quickly do you make that happen based on how it's going with the rest of the team and how it's going with Mike? I would say it's going to be a, a process where probably they're going to keep evaluating it. It's not because if you lose a game, then and it's not then you put Mike Collins as a starter. It's just where you feel the everyone's comfortable with him as a starter and with whoever the the person that doesn't start, what their roles are with the second unit. But you need someone in the second unit that's able to be a ball mover and a a a, a player that can score. Um, later on in the shot clock versus scoring early in the shot clock. And that, when you do that as a point guard, that tells the, uh, the second unit guys that, that I'm trying to get you guys involved first. I'm looking for, looking for my shot second. Now, Emmanuel Moody is the guy that's probably going to be the, the player out. And he's played well for the Jazz. Now he, can, he goes from a rotational player to now a situational uh, guy, off the, guy off the bench now. And Mike even uh, got a couple of those floaters to go. Excuse me, coach, which was kind of his, uh, you know, his signature play in Memphis. And it, it, they weren't necessarily going at the beginning part of the year. And he certainly had them going tonight, even hit a couple of, uh, couple of real tough ones. And those floaters are interesting. He's left-handed. He's a southpaw. But when he penetrates, he shoots the floater with his right hand. So he goes opposite of what people think he's going to do. So the shot blockers who are rotating up above the dots in the lane are trying to time the, the, the block shocking effort. But what Mike Conley does, he stuns them by going with his offhand. And that gives a, a player at six foot one an extra half a second at ball release to get up and over on an arc on the shot blocker. Add to that, when the shot blocker does try to challenge, that gives Rudy Gobert and Tony Braille a chance to what? To clean the glass up. The shot was missed against on a mismatch rebounding. So the more that you shoot a floater in the lane, that's organized. That's what Jake. That's what we call organized off balance. And Mike Conley does play that. He's off balance, but he's organized in his mind as far as delivery. All right, let's uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Check out your three point takeover sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than eighty years. The tonight, uh, coach, the Jazz were red hot from three, seventeen of. 42.5%. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich was 4 of 8. Joe Ingles was 2 of 3. Donovan Mitchell, 4 of 8. Uh, George Niang coming in off the bench with 3 of 5. Emmanuel Moutier was 2 of 3. The only two players that, that really struggled from 3 tonight, uh, Coach, were Jordan Clarkson, 1 of 6, and uh, Mike Conley, 0 for 4. But really, for the most part, uh, everybody was shooting the ball really well. Yes, they were. The Jazz are first in the NBA entering the game of the most accurate three-point shooting team at 38.8% mm. From the from the from the arc and Jake, a lot of times in jazz basketball, what makes it so unique as far as their spacing game is that when they penetrate, they have both their bookend shooters in the corners. Whether it's Boyan Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, or George Niang, they're in the corner. So that short corner three-point shot of 22 feet, the Jazz have actually been in so much of a knockdown mode. And that's when you penetrate, you kick to the corner, and they're ready to catch and fire and make them. So tonight's game, they go 
they go they make 17 for 40 for 42.5%. That's above their average. So I'm sure tomorrow morning when the stats come out, the Jazz will be entering Saturday's uh, contest against the Mavericks as the most accurate three-point shooting team. And it all starts, Jake, with ball movement. The pre-shot values uh, of ball movement and spacing and dribble handoff action creates the open-up three-point accuracy, and that's Jazz basketball. Speaking of that, Coach, coming up right around the corner, we'll get a couple final thoughts uh, in the final segment, as we often do, but let's uh, spend a little more time with the Mavericks. The Jazz next opponent, they have a couple nights off, and then play a Saturday game, which is great, right here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. So we'll dive into that coming up right around the corner. want to remind you to go, go where love takes you in the all-new 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at Mark Miller Subaru.com. Your final. The Jazz beat the uh, Warriors tonight, 129 to 96, here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordy Chiesa, with you as the Jazz beat the Warriors 129 to 96. They won 18 over their last 20 games, Coach, and are absolutely red hot. And of course, now is when the schedule turns a little bit, and the Jazz have a number of difficult games coming up, starting with the Dallas Mavericks in town uh, on Saturday for a matinee game starting at three o'clock, which is just terrific. Pre-game coverage will begin at two, and of course, Coach the. Mavericks are 27 and 16. I would consider them the surprise team in the Western Conference. However, maybe we shouldn't have been so surprised with the rookie season that Luka Doncic had last year and then getting a help, uh, healthy Chris Tapps Porzingis back into this lineup. But Dallas, a very good team. We've known they've been well coached forever. And this is this could be a fun game. I had a, In fact, I had a friend from out of town text me today telling me specifically he was going to be watching this game. I mean, uh, I think... Uh, I'm very excited to see this matchup on Saturday. And so am I. And Jake is alluding to Luka Doncic, who is a once-in-a-generational talent for the Dallas Mavericks. Think about the Mavericks basketball, that they had Dirk Nowitzki for 20 years there, was really a great player for the Mavericks, led them to the 2011 uh, championship uh, uh, over the Miami Heat. Let's add to that. So so now they have Luka Doncic from Slovenia. His his quick numbers. He's averaging 29.1 points per game, 9.7 rebounds, 9 assists, and he, he averages 7.2 three throws made so that he makes everybody better. He's a combination of Larry Bird's shot-making and craftsmanship and Magic Johnson as far as floor game, how he gets everybody involved. And he's, he's a basketball player, and he is, he's highly skilled. And in Chris Brzingis, who the seven-foot guy that was injured, uh, he missed the last 10 games. Now he's back now of a knee soreness. He's averaging 17 points a game. So they have these two European guys that the late, great David Stern would be so proud of them where that was uh, David Stern's uh, dream back in 1992 to make the NBA global, and it's the byproduct of it. Here's some just quick arithmetic numbers about the Mavericks. They're first in the NBA in offensive efficiency rating, 117.2. They're second in the NBA in most three-point attempts. Jake, they average 41 threes a game. They're second in the NBA 
and made threes at 14.9. So in jazz basketball, that closeout defense to the corner threes and the arc threes is critical and ball containment. So Royce O'Neal value, he'll he'll get the first assignment of trying to slow down Luka Dantage and also so will Joe Engels and also so will uh, so will uh, um, Boyan Bondanovich. All the guys will try to, again, to slow him down. The Mavericks are a good team. Locally here, DeLon Wright is coming off the bench for them, has played well. He's averaging 7.1 points per game, 3.1 assists off the bench, shooting 47.8%, which is great, and he gets 20 minutes a game. So he's effective. So if you're a Utes fan, which I know many people are that are Jazz fans, come see DeLon Wright. This is a good team. This will be a good matchup by everybody. And the Jazz, they'll be ready. This, this will be like a playoff-type atmosphere. You know, one, uh, one t- uh, bit of tough news for the Dallas Mavericks, Dwight Powell. Uh, went down. Coach, he's got a ruptured Achilles tendon, and he was playing very, very well for them. And uh, we were saw some of the we saw some of the news coming across the ticker. <laughs> They're looking at excuse me, guys like Joakim Noah uh, to come in and, and possibly bolster their lineup because Powell was giving them big time minutes at the big position. Yes, he has. He's a former Stanford graduate. He is a winning game. He's a willing screener, rim roller. He moves the ball. He's a really good rebounder in traffic. So now. Now, their dilemma is, the Mavericks from a, of a roster standpoint, is that most times you have, a, you have a, a torn Achilles, you're out usually 10 months as far as the rehab. As far, so just generally speaking, it will take 10 months. So they're going to try to probably sign a player in the next 10 days that's to help them as far as an extra body. In the meantime, they're going to probably, Jake, emphasize probably, move over Kristaps Przingis at center mm-hmm. instead of being running forward, and they use Maxi Kleba, the German player that's playing excellent for them, as a stretch four. Now, when not in the game of uh, Przingis, they're going to they're gonna probably play a lot more now. Boban Miranovic, uh, this large person that's seven foot one that has played well for them. And so Miranovic, he gives them another inside player that against Rudy now, he's going to be physical, uh, trying to stand Rudy's body. So there's so many subplots as far as this game, but also with the uh, Mavericks as they go forward. Who do they sign as far as a stopgap a stop player to give them a different? Look, he just he's just three other names besides Joaquin Noah, also is out there. Jason Smith, who's a pick and pop guy, Maurice Spates, who's a, a, a outside player and then a hustle player that shoots threes but also plays bigger than 6'8, Quincy AC. Hmm. All right, coach, let's uh let's get a couple of final thoughts on this one before we put this baby to bed and uh well take ourselves home and go to bed. The Jazz played wonderful. They played as a unit. They moved the ball with 31 assists. Their defense was superior. They didn't allow any hesitation as far as with their intensity level. They valued the ball only having 10 10, 10 turnovers. And generally speaking, it was a game where the Jazz used their collective energy and focus to knock out the Warriors. And now the Jazz swept the Warriors 4-0. All right, we want to say a big, big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a terrific job as usual. Thanks to the broadcast assistants working tonight. Thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night, who's traded in his man bun now for a stocking cap. Uh, what do you think? Man bun a good look for Adrian, coach, or should he stick with the, 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 the beanie look? 
I think this look is look, looks very good. It's very uh, becoming. Okay. Thank you. All I'm right. about to go outside, so I'm getting prepared. Okay, good. Yeah, it is chilly out there. It is cold. Thank you, Adrian, for your fine work. We appreciate it. Thanks to the uh, title sponsor of uh, Jazz Game Night, the post game show, of course, uh, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coach, a big thanks to you as always. It's always fun. And guess what? It's you and me on Saturday afternoon as well so we back to back with me coach my pleasure jake thank you thank you coach all right your final tonight the jazz beat the warriors 129 to 96 and of course you heard it all right here on the jazz radio network